That was the lamest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was funny, man. I had, I had a buddy that was over here and, um, because basically it was, we we're like, well, yeah, it's dimmed a little bit. And I went inside and they're like, okay, Hopkinsville, like it's the total, you know, whatever it is, the zero center of everything. And, and I went outside and I was like, yeah, this is it. And he goes, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I came on, I took off, like came home for work to like watch it with my kids. And I was like, that was dumb. <laughs> Hey everyone, if you would have watched this episode live on YouTube, then you would have seen the curse of the eclipse. We start out by dogging it and hating on the eclipse in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, bad things start to happen. Carrie's house begins to flood, my house loses power, and then about 10 minutes later, Jordan's house loses power. It was pretty wild. The giveaway for the bottle of Russell's Reserve is still live until 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, August 28th. Thanks for all those iTunes reviews and keep them coming in. This week's shout out goes to Holly Maddock because this is what she had to say. If you're planning a trip to Kentucky in the bourbon trails, these podcasts are a must. I am very new to bourbon, but because of Kenny and Ryan, I was able to plan our days around distilleries and the companies they highlight. I felt more connected after listening to their owners and the distillers tell their stories and hearing their passion. We got to see the Willet Hams, had art eatable bourbon balls, and drank Kentucky Owl bourbon at Dixon's Tavern. The biggest highlight for me was going to the boundary was going to Boundary Oak and meeting Brett Gooden after listening to episode 21. He was literally there building a fence and came in to spend some time with us. It couldn't have meant more. She goes on from there, but thanks, Holly Matic. It's reviews like these that really help us know we're doing something good here and hope others get the chance to have that same experience. If you like the show, support us on Patreon. And thank you to all of you for supporting us at $10 a month. We've gotten lots of great compliments on the quality of those t-shirts. So please, everyone, keep enjoying and spreading the word of good bourbon with them. And with that, enjoy this week's episode. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. 
They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails. There's spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. We are here again with the 11th edition of the Bourbon Community Roundtable. It is a fan favorite, a crowd favorite, and we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. We've got a, a special guest on, but uh, Ryan, how are you, man? Uh, I want to introduce Ryan as well. I always end up in here talking and blabbing away, and then we start going around the horn. I, I, I totally forget to let Ryan chime in. Yeah, it's that's okay. I'm I'm not that cool anyways. You know, I don't have a bunch of bourbon bottles behind me, you know, so it's I'm not that cool. <laughs> it's it's you gotta set it out, shine you. What's that about? I mean it just steals the mic time, gets better lighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta really you know, you gotta set the scene, you gotta really set the mood and you know, I think uh you know I think for everybody that's that's gonna be watching us live tonight, we're up to 30, 35 viewers already. We've got cool. some good chat rolling through. So I think it'll be a I think it'll be a great night. So uh as usual, yeah, it's been actually a great day, you know. Oh, eclipse yeah. day. Well, I want to talk about the eclipse day here in a second after we after we go around here because yes. it was uh, it was different. Oh, well, we got one back here. So we're already starting the back. We're already starting the recording, Carrie. So let's we'll we'll, we'll sit here and clue you in here in a second. But the uh, uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to introduce a, a, a new person here to the uh, the roundtable tonight. So I put out a should I say we got a giveaway going right now on the uh, the Bourbon Pursuit Facebook group and or the Facebook page, and you get the opportunity to take home this bottle of Russell's Reserve that's got Ryan and my our pretty faces on here with Jimmy Russell, Ed Bly cork and bottle, read an emerald of uh, read an emerald in 1790B. Uh, Nick DeKeos of Bourbon Mafia. It was uh, we did a lot of good barrel picks, and uh, the only way you can win is any of them. <laughs> it was a it was a very a very very hazy day. That's a good way to put it. And uh, the only way you can win it is well, you got to be entered, and to enter, you have to comment and say what's a topic of discussion that you want us to do, or who do you want us to interview as a part of the podcast. And we're taking these as uh, serious suggestions. And I had uh, quite a few people that said we need to have some more community in the community roundtables. And so Brian couldn't make it today. So I said, well, let's, let's find our relief pitcher or whoever we can to bring in. So I, I put it out there and uh, Maxwell responded back within sub four minutes. And so he is our, uh, he was our guest today. So Max, I want to let you go ahead and introduce yourselves to everybody here uh, in the, uh, the bourbon realm who doesn't know you already. Hey, well, hey guys. Uh, like you said, my name is uh, Max. I run uh, Superfly Bourbon Club with my best friend Mike. Uh, I'm out in Florida. He's out in California, so we kind of, you know, not as not as serious as some of the other ones. We just kind of talk about what we like, what we can get, some reviews, some recipes. Uh, I'm also big in the Tampa Bay Whiskey Society. You know, we get to get together, have some drinks. If you're in the area, uh, let us know. There We're we pretty go. serious here, so I don't know if you'll fit in. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't have quite as many bottles behind me as Kenny's. Exactly. Uh, no, there's no joking going on around here. Let's let's put our serious faces on. Right? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I'm just fucking. All right. So uh, with that, let's go ahead. We'll go around the horn here and start off with uh, with Blake. I'm Blake from Bourboner.com. You can find me on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all of the above. Bourboner.com. B-O-U-R-B-O-N-R. You look really good tonight with the clear video. That's a uh, that's 1080 high def, my friend, coming at you <laughs> live and clear on a new camera. I'm so, liking it. 
I'm, I imagine a lot of the viewership will go way up after this one. This <laughs> evening high oh, yeah. Jordan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? So this is Jordan from Breaking Bourbon. I'm one of the three guys who does BreakingBourbon.com. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at Breaking Bourbon. Uh, news, uh, news, articles, releases, and, of course, our uh, upcoming calendars. And Carrie, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man. Um, I don't know what the deal is, dude. Tonight, I can't. I've reset everything in my house, and I still have horrible reception. So, uh, I'm gonna try to get this working. This is Carrie from Suburbia, S-U-B-O-U-R-B-I-A.com. You can find me on Twitter and the Facebooks on the uh, Bourbonar Facebook group. It's where I usually hang out all day long. And um, yeah, follow me on my blog, especially when I um, have good bandwidth. <laughs> it's that's why he hasn't put any new articles recently yeah. he's, just, he's on this dial up 56k and he's asking if this was an aol chat room i said no care it's a little different from the chat room days <laughs> <laughs> so should i join patreon just like so a pay for better internet yeah, <laughs> all you need is an extra like 10 bucks a month man that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, first, uh, first topic, you know, today is, uh, you know, we'll be putting this out on Thursday. However, today was the, uh, the eclipse. Uh, is anybody drinking during the eclipse? Or was uh, we kind of talked about before we started recording here was everybody else pretty underwhelmed that wasn't like in the zero totality phase. I don't know about you guys, but I took all my pappies, all my BTACs, and had like the eclipse just like bless them. So that just, you know, increased the whole <laughs> bourbon, the bourbon collection right there. Dude, those are probably worth more now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. Who's going to have the first Eclipse whiskey of, you know, they had 100% oh, Wyoming. I think Wyoming whiskey was coming out with an Eclipse whiskey. Weren't That's they? Weren't they? Oh, it's coming. Isn't there already an Eclipse rum or something? I, I know there's an Eclipse moonshine. There's Eclipse chewing gum. That's, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a couple months and we'll yeah. have that special edition from Beam, you know, finished on the barrel on the day of the Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised he said Beam. I think uh, I saw Nobby some Jefferson's some, reserve. He'll a lot of people's guesses on the forums was it's it's got to be a new Jefferson's. It's going to be the Eclipse release oh, for sure. I saw on some forum they're trying to do something with SpaceX and send something up in, into space. Jeez, oh, wasn't there a uh, Scotch that had a space there's age a, whiskey? There's a Japanese whiskey that's on the space there's, station. Okay, is it yeah, is, barrel? Is what I think it's Nikia or something. Oh. Uh, in oh, yeah, there was a, there was a beer too. They did that. They sent just the yeast in the space and then made the beer out of it. And the difference was, <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying thirty dollars for a single beer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know it's kind of funny. And I, I guess I'll ask I'll ask you all like you know you, you talk to some of the master distillers and and they they have a funny way of always phrasing things because we we ourselves you know a lot of us we love dusties we love these old bottles however most of these guys they always say the best bourbon is yet to been made and when people are saying we're aging stuff in space you're like oh jesus like seriously like this is this is what we're getting like this is what it's coming to at this point this is our future this yeah yeah unfortunately i think so it's you know it's it's who can come up with the most clever way of uh aging or processing or something else 
Because um, I mean, they, Jefferson's used every trick, though, right? There's not a whole lot. Oh, of they have to. No, they've got plenty. They the Doug, got the Doug Blonde one is the, the I'm most. I'm waiting for like Jefferson's deep ocean aging because you know that's coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. just put it in the submarine and just stick that <laughs> yes, bitch for like three months. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I Jefferson's tank bed. When we know it's over, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when every shelf is just filled with like alternative forms of bourbon, then we know at least we're in the clear. Like, I actually root for that because then we know that nobody gives a shit about bourbon anymore because it's yeah. just, it's all gone to hell at that point. Like, so is this the comic book section or is this the bourbon aisle of the store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right next to flavored vodka. You'll find it yeah. right over Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we're gonna save like the whole flavored whiskey topic for another day because uh, you know we've been a little light on bourbon news, but there's the only real news that's come to light recently is the the release of the 2017 uh, Old Forester Birthday Edition. You know, it's uh, something that comes out every single year. Just some, here's some some text that came from the press release. Uh, the barrel selection was drawn from 12 year old barrels, as usual, because Old Forester Birthday is always 12 years old. Uh, different different warehouses and floors. 93 barrels mature together on the fourth floor of the G warehouse, eating an extremely spicy forward expression. The remaining 27 were matured together on the fifth floor of the K warehouse, contributing and rounding the sweetness of the blend. Uh, what else did it say? Uh, several of the barrels were, you know, basked in the sun, highlighting the effects of maturation along an external wall of Old Forester's heated cycled warehouses. The 2017 Old Forester birthday will be on the shelves with a suggested retail price of $79.99. Florida and Georgia, so sorry you fellas in Florida, will only receive the 95.4 proof expression, and the remaining states will receive the 96 proof expression, while here in Kentucky, we're the only state that get both. So, uh, fellas, thoughts so far on the 2017 Old Forester birthday? So the, the different proofs is interesting, and I asked the uh, PR lady to explain what happened, and, and I guess she put it in the press release notes, something about... Yeah, there's a Q and A. Yeah, as they began to bottle it, um, I, I still don't understand what it means. But Georgia is one of the two. Blake and I are in the 95.4% state, so hey, I'm right there with we're you. Gonna get, yeah, Max we're going to get all too. the balls here, and we will trade you guys one for two <laughs> for the rest. Yeah, of we're getting the rare ones. Yeah, from what I heard, right. it's twice as good at the lower proof. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, so um, what, what did she say? So it was that they started bottling. It, it was something like it was when that does happen a fairly good bit. I thought it was just two different batches. Uh, so off my memory, what happened was is when they were transferring it over, it was losing some of the vapors. Therefore, some of the alcohol dissipated, uh, and it just it wasn't all bottled in one run, uh, from what I understand. So that's why Which you I have a little bit less. What's the TTB uh, law about um, proof in the bottle having to match what's what's on the bottle? It, it isn't like it can be less. There's, 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 there's a variance allowed. Yeah. So I'm guessing they just fell okay, outside so of that variance. This is what Brown. This is what. Oh my God! Whose dog is it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. It's the 1080p. For yeah, he's got in. dogs and babies and lions and bears all in that background. So what, the, what Brown Foreman said is, uh, as we were in the bottling process, the proof dropped. When alcohol is exposed to air, some of the vapors escaped. Since we had already dumped all the barrels into the tank, there was no way to raise the proof back up to 96 that we started with. Somebody pressed the wrong button. The remaining batch had to be bottled at the lower proof. 
It was decided that most states only receive one version. Florida and Georgia got a nice size allotment, but they will receive the 95.4 offering. So that didn't make any like, a nice sized allotment. Does that mean that you gave the smallest allotment, that even though it's nice right. sized? Like, well, if you, they, re- if you also read in the PR, it also says that this is their largest release of Old Forester birthday bourbon ever, too. Yeah, they did put the case number on there. But how much we'll be getting. Oh, they it's, did. Uh, yeah, they put it on there. Uh, it wasn't on the, you had to go into the press notes, but it said, I'll look for it, but it said the number of cases that are coming. All right. So let's, let's be honest here. Right. So we talked about it. I think this is, you know, other than the Al Young bottle, right? Like this is like the second bottle of the hyped up season or whatever it is. Uh, However, uh, you know, Jordan, kind of give me your thoughts on what you've thought of like previous years of old Forrester birthday, because for me, so this is I like can, a I love. Can, yeah. I, I have a love hate with this with this line, right? I I used to really love it, and I think I still I like stocked up with the eleven and twelves. I think it's some of the some of the best bourbon they've made, right? And it's it's all been okay. Some have been really good. Some have been okay since. But I think two things that really irk me: one is the price just keep, and I'm glad to hear the price held, but like the price just keeps going up and up and up on this to the point where now, you know. I'm expecting this to be the same price as BTAC pretty soon, which is ridiculous because, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. And then the other thing, and this is like a nitpick, but I always talk, I always review this line every year for us, and I always talk about it, and it's true. As cool as the bottles look, God damn, are they a pain in the ass to stock in your bar because they take oh, up so much space. So and I'm just like, so, oh, man. It's just You're such right. a pain in the butt. You're so right about but, that. Um, you can only keep yeah. more. Okay, so um, – Wow, so it looks like there's a this is like a nineteen thousand bottle release. Yeah, Holy it's cow. limited. Oh, there's a lot. I take away notes from oh, it's like I think I think it's only around like twelve thousand a release for the most part. Yeah, that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah, like yeah, I said, this is like Knob Creek fifteen. This is this oh, is a yeah. big one. <laughs> Knob Creek, and they're limited. Do you yeah. think it'll finally sit on shelves? I, I I just feel like it keeps. It, it will if I find not it. Not at all. Keep, yeah, no, it's growing 20, and growing, and I'm just I don't get it at all. But I still, even at twenty, what was it, nineteen or twenty thousand bottles? Twenty thousand bottles. Twenty thousand bottles. I still think I think it'll it, probably fall off at eighty bucks. It'll sell. It's the yeah, yeah that's it's the whole conundrum of if you make anything limited release, mm-hmm. it's gonna sell out, right? If this was like, you know, if 1920, right? If their old force 1920 bourbon was a limited release, it'd be gone instantly. But because it's available year round, it sits. People are like, oh, I can get it. I don't need to hoard it. Yeah, exactly. and if they did the same, they would sit year round. They really would. Yeah, even though it's much better, the twenty nineteen twenty or whatever is so much better than any of the birthdays I've ever had. That's I mean, my that's favorite crazy. thing from that distillery is that nineteen twenty. Yeah, that, that's one of the few ones I do like. I've just never been a huge the birthdays always just yawn. They come fan. out. I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, yeah the birthday is I'll just try it at a bar. decent. Yeah, but for eighty bucks or seventy five bucks, whatever it is yeah, now, eighty bucks. That's, I'll let I'll let everyone else have the have my bottle. But yeah. let's be honest, I'll buy a bottle if I see it, and at least that <laughs> so I can continue the line. I mean, if it happens to fall in your lap, you can't just yeah. leave it there. I'm not gonna lie. Have you know September, whatever it Good is, trade bands. I'll, I'll probably have one up on my Instagram. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there as clarification, so I don't get that comment. Hey, I thought you weren't gonna buy a bottle this year. <laughs> So Jeremy Kendrick said, even if it was $150, it probably still wouldn't sit on the shelves. Like everybody's still going to buy it up, right? 
just the way it is. Uh, you yeah. know, I think, I think in this, the, the market, the way it is, uh, got, uh, sorry to cut you off. I have water pouring into my basement right now. So I'm going <laughs> to, wow. Is it a bad day for you? Holy so, cow. Uh, We'll catch you guys a little later, possibly. That goddamn eclipse this summer. Yeah, good luck to you, man. I've been there. <laughs> All right. One man down. So Hold on. He was saying that's more important than the bourbon roundtable? Yeah, well, we'll remember that for next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to reevaluate him. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> send somebody out. We got a new, we had a new left field now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the other question, actually, it was I'll say a funny comment. I was talking to somebody about the release of Old Force at Birthday, and they were like, I never buy it. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you never buy it? You've been in a bourbon forever. He's like, yeah, it looks like a butt plug. I don't want that say sit on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know. I see I see the bottle, and I, I think, like, it's really cool. It's a good throwback to – And the pot uh, still model. Yeah, it's unique. No other bottle looks like that. Yeah. So I, I think the uniqueness of the bottle is something that just everybody wants to have. And the fact that bourbon is is booming the way it is, there's, uh, there's no shortage of that – you know, sitting on the shelf, it's, it's going to happen. You know, you know, what really is going to irk me is that here in Kentucky, I mean, not irk me. It's just the nature of what it is, but here in Kentucky, it's going to be, uh, uh, people are going to be waiting in lines to be camping out. Like it's going to be run. How fast can you get to the store? And then there's just going to be somebody in Michigan that's got like, Oh, I'm here at Costco. They got like 40 on the shelves. Right? <laughs> Costco. <laughs> truth. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, it's, that's always one of the things I'm just like, Oh God, it's like, it's one of these things that I'm going to have to bust my butt to get a bottle. And then, yeah, somebody's just going to run into 40 of them. As soon as those liquor barn emails go out, the chairs get set up. It's, it's r- ridiculous. Oh yeah. And at least, at least it's getting distributed though in some parts. So Nick and Eric, who are in New York, they haven't got a birthday bourbon in the last two years, I think. Like, the distributors just don't drop in that state, which is rough. Well, not even because it's great bourbon, but it's just they don't even have an opportunity to, like, decide if they want to get a bottle or not, right? It's just, nope, you're not going to have a chance. I yeah. at least want the chance to say, no, I didn't want it this year. Right? So exactly. That's it. Don't hold that's, that that's back it. from me. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully that Patreon campaign is, is going well for you guys. That they can they can go ahead and just buy themselves a, a whole whole vertical birthday Second. bourbon. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's one bottle that so, always, I, you know, whenever it pops up on the secondary, you're like, wow, it's just even 2016 is still climbing, right? I think I saw one today go for 250. Get out of here. Yeah, no, thank you. I think, although I, I mean, did like the 16. I like that more than yeah, the last couple of years. Fine, not 250, fine. Yeah, no. I'll take I five, mean, 1920. Everybody's in agreement, though, like 2013 was the best that, that there was in, for the old Forest of Birthday. I mean, I've heard Chris Moore say that out of his, his own mouth. So, yeah, I would say it's definitely the best. I actually stocked up on those and then um, was like, Eh, I still don't love it that much. And I think I traded one bottle for like a old label wild turkey 101 rye and like sold another bottle for 75 bucks. And I'm like, shoot, I should have just held on to them. I could have done a whole lot better than (laughs) So while we're on the topic of Old Forester, has anybody, and I guess this is also on the the side of gimmicks, right? Uh, The Statesman, right? Around here, people just went batshit over it. I didn't care. Uh, but, you know, it's flying off the shelves, but now it's kind of restocked. I think it's going to be a, a continual thing. Uh, you guys seen it in the other, you know, your parts of the country as well, the, the Old Forester Statesman release? That the Halle Berry bourbon? Yeah, the Halle the little chug video. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, I, don't, I, I still don't think she actually chugged the whole thing. If she did, yeah. it's... 
I don't know. Then I have a newfound respect for, but it had to be. Yeah. Sweet. She got a little hotter if it was real. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Channing Tatum pouring it for her too. So, I mean, it's it, all the stars were aligned right there, right? It, it should have been working, but I mean, are you guys, city. do you guys actually see it like in your parts of the country? Cause around here it's, it's on the shelves, find on the shelves pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's in Florida. I can find it relatively easy. Yeah. I saw it today. I, I didn't see it. I didn't get a bottle. Uh, it's it's only two dollars less than nineteen twenty. I'm like, I just rather have nineteen twenty. Yeah. What's the? I, I to be honest, I haven't even read like the specs on it. What's the aside from it being for? what well, it was for that movie, right? It's for the movie, yeah. ninety five proof uh, is, yeah. is the proof on it. Biden, um, they meant just hey, we did this since ninety five proof. Pretty much. That's all I know, man. <laughs> <It's really laughs> I'm, I'm kind of worried about that movie. I think that's going to make the hype even bigger because Hollywood is going to go in and do, they're doing that whole movie about these secret undercover whiskey distillers. Like they're going to go in and Hollywoodize Kentucky bourbon. Oh, geez. Here we go. I think that's right. I'm right enough. Yeah. So does that mean we could get some more famous guests on the show? Is that what you're trying to tell us? We uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey next Matthew time. Matthew McConaughey you know? maybe next time. <laughs> Mila Kunis, oh, for sure. It's got to be up the chain. I'll have, my, this week. I'll have my PR uh, person reach out yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen Statesman in a New Yorker PA. Although I was in, I was in Louisville around Derby time when I dropped. It was one of those things where I didn't even go out to the stores to get it because I was like, yeah, just not for the price. I just don't see the appeal. I don't know. I haven't had it yet, so maybe it's phenomenal. But I haven't been reading like phenomenal things about it. No. Has Somebody on here it? said that it's been killing it in their bar, but I, I haven't had it. I've so just to clarify, none of us have tried it yet? No, I, I think we just went 0 for 5 mm. right there. So nope. if, if anybody in the chat wants to chime in, if they've tried it and they say it's better and or worse than 1920, or if you have anything that's comparable, then feel free to, to please let us know. Michael tried it. He was not a fan. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. We got one person. The other person said that I enjoyed the Statesman, but not good as 1920. So it's uh, hard for them because 1920 they released and it's like the best thing they've released it. ever. Mm-hmm. And everything else just oh. is going to be compared to that. And you can get it easily and it's priced easily. Yep. Yep. For sure. Like they're shooting themselves in the foot with it. <laughs> but well, I mean, I, I think it's also one of those, I don't know, it's it's called like a, the, the choice problem, right? If you have the option of too many choices, right. then you you make the, you end up spending, you actually, you make more wrong choices than you do if you only had a, a subset. So I don't know, I, I can see that they're trying to expand their footprint. They're trying to put more different bottles on the shelves. I mean, I, I know that there's another, um, what they had the pre-pro or they had the 1920 they had another one before then and i know they have another one coming after that uh here again yep. in a few months uh either beginning of 2018 or here sometime in the fall right so they're they're definitely trying to expand their footprint uh or at least their shelf space of what they're doing mm. yeah it's just funny it was a brand like that they didn't even care about and now they're like <laughs> oh we love it here's everything <laughs> <laughs> hey they Try got everything. me with that release i was never an old forester person my buddy's a big fan he's always sending me samples i'm just like eh. And then I tried 1920, and now I'm like, hey, I might, I might buy some more of this. I mean, I'll play devil's advocate. I kind of got into bourbon by drinking Old Forester. Like, oh, Olfo was was my was my go to. So, uh, it's it's still kind of hold, holds a special place for me. But all right, I think we we've harped on the uh, the Old Forester. So let's let's move on a little bit. So this was a a subject that was brought up by one of the admins in one of the groups, and I'll I'll kind of save his name uh, just to. 
in case next time he wants to join us or wants to talk about it. But he, he said, when someone repackages another company's actual product, that's called a private label branding or generics. Most of the times, these private labels are the same or slightly modified versions of the real thing, and they sell at a significant discount. So think of all those things when you go to Kroger or Walgreens or whatever, and you see those unbranded or Walgreens versions of Tylenol or whatever it is, right? However, for Costco. some reason, yeah, or, or Costco. Kirkland, Costco right? Kirkland bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So, but for some reason, when it comes to the bourbon and rye, these private label companies sell at a significantly higher prices than the real thing. However, everybody just seems fine with that. Uh, I think it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty funny argument, right? Because I think the the flip side of it is that we know that there is a a bigger increase in the amount of uh, cash that it takes to be able to acquire a a barrel from MGP or from somebody else now, and so you have to be able to sell it at a higher price, be able to make up whatever cost is coming out of it. However, I don't know exactly what their delta is to say like. Actually, say I don't know what the break even is. Maybe one of you finance guys have have any sort of clue, but I don't know what that break even price would be for a barrel. So therefore, when you sit there and you say I'm going to source a barrel of Four Roses or something like that, well, Four Roses just sitting on inventory, and they could they could sell it, you know, at a pretty good profit margin for what they paid for it. However, for you to be able to make your money back on it plus some, uh, you got to sell it for quite a bit higher. However, it's just funny, uh, you know, when you when you go to the store. And you see, oh shit! We'll just take we'll take uh, total wine, and you got two star that's sitting right next to like um, you know Barton, right? It's the same exact stuff. However, like two star is a house brand. It's not super expensive, but it's a it's a different label, right? So I guess the question to you all yeah. is, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all I was like, yeah, we're like, where's he going with this? Uh, so it's I guess a very long entry. I wasn't sure we were supposed yeah. to jump in. We were supposed to just let him go. Yeah. So, like, I guess, I guess I'll kind of throw to you guys, right? Like, so, so what are your, what are your thoughts on, on the sourcing and the, the prices that end up coming out of this? And is it justifiable? Yeah. I mean, I get what he's saying. Um, and, and he is correct in the sense that, people are overpaying for certain things. I think even when it said, you know, most distillery has a six to 10 year bourbon out. So why are people paying these higher prices for repackaged six to 10 year bourbons? Um, I think it's not a valid comparison to say, you know, like Advil and uh, Walmart version of ibuprofen is the same thing. Um, because there is some difference, you know, there is taste difference between each barrel. So the barrels they get can taste different. Um, they can also let them age longer, um, do some different cask finishings, which is a whole nother topic. I think he, uh, had issues with as well, but so there is some, but you know, as long as the buyer is aware of what's going on and they want to try a product from that distillery or, or from that, uh, NDP, I don't see a problem with it. You know, you're, you're going to pay a little more because there is that next layer in the chain, you know, they're buying from a distillery, then they need a profit margin. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. Just make sure you know what you're buying is the biggest thing. Um, because like a lot of these big brands, they're not going to release like true small batches, maybe 15 to 20 barrels. They're going to do it at dump, 400 barrels together. So you do get a different flavor profile. Um, so there is some difference there, but whether or not that's worth an additional 50, 60 bucks, probably not, but you know, it's the consumer's choice. 
So. Okay, I'll I'll throw another question at yeah. you. Uh, maybe Jordan or Max, you can you can chime sure. in on this. So if if you want to be a, a a smart consumer, how do you how do you know? Like if I want to go to the store and look at a bottle and say like, oh, is this is this coming from where I I know it's coming from, or is this a source thing? Like, well, how do I know? I think, well, one, I think you should go to your favorite, favorite bourbon websites, right? Go to Breaking Bourbon, go to Bourbon Earth, <laughs> go, to, go to those places, right? Listen to your podcast, stuff like that. But um, yeah, it does take a little bit of sleuthing, right? To find out if it's made, you got to really become good at reading labels and figuring out who's distilling it, who's producing it, et cetera. And there's playing that game. And it comes back a little bit to what Blake said too, right? So it's once you do find out, okay, so this person's not producing it, read reviews on it. And there's going to be those... Um, non-distiller producers who sometimes you just trust, right? John Little from Smooth Ambler, when they were doing their source stuff, right? Any any barrel, single barrel rye, I'm going to buy it, right? No doubt. I'm just going to buy it because I know it's going to be great. And we're kind of experiencing that a lot with, you know, we talk about barrel bourbon and breaking bourbon a lot. And that's because it's just really damn good bourbon, right? Like Joe um, over a barrel really blends really well. So I can almost guarantee when friends ask me, oh, you know, what about this? Without even tasting that batch, I'm going to say, go buy it. It's probably going to be good, right? But if it's just a no-name, you know, that I haven't heard before, who knows? It's just, it's all about the person picking it. And you really have to build their reputation and try stuff, at a, usually at a bar first, before buying a bottle if you're not familiar with the NDP. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I think it was, I think it was Ryan, actually, who said many, many times, it's just all FOMO. People yep. see this bottle like, wait, I've never seen this before. What is this? Oh, I have to buy six of them. What if it's the great? What if it's the next Kentucky Owl and it's going to be the greatest thing in the world? Like, people just don't know. And nowadays, you know, we all know there's an influx of people running to the store, buying whatever as many as they can, buying cases of this and cases of that. And if you don't know, you know, if it says Spirits Direct at Total Wine, you should probably not buy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's one clue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's also we we've talked about it before is uh, you got to get educated on the DSPs, and you if you mm-hmm. find a bottle and it doesn't list a DSP, uh, you know, there's your there's your first I won't say red flag, but there's your first uh, hint that there is uh, it is is you know not coming. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know uh, uh, the truth about it or anything like that, right? You know, the other thing I, I kind of want to throw at you, Jordan. You know, you brought up uh, Joe from Barrel. Uh, we love yeah. Joe. Joe's a great guest of the podcast. I know he listens to this a lot too. Uh, you know, when he, what he's doing though, is he's definitely sourcing, uh, but he's also selling sure. it at a 80 to a hundred dollars a piece, no matter different, different parts of the country. Right. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely very pricey when you could say like, okay, well I could go get a, I don't know, pick any other blend I have on the shelf behind me for uh, half as much. Right. Yeah. But so, it's also yeah, for sure. It's also barrel proof though too. So you got things. That's true. That's, yeah, that's not common. It's barrel proof. It's it's limited batches. And and usually what's just surprising is it really is usually good, right? And it's funny. So and and I know, you know, we we also have a good relationship with Joni. He's a great guy. And I was up until last year at least is just always really skeptical. I'm like, you can only go so far with this. There's gonna be a mess. There's gonna be a mess, but there just hasn't been a mess yet. Which is really, really surprising for me. I mean, he's just blending really good. And um, th- it's one, you know, it's one bourbon line that I'm actually, I kind of slowed down on stocking up on a lot of stuff. But this is one line I stock up on because I'm like, yeah, this is actually legitly good barrel-proof bourbon. And you just don't see that too often. So yeah. it, it's been great. But same thing, you've heard of it. You've yeah. heard of that. You've heard of Smooth Ambler. You've heard of High West. The people that are doing yeah, those it right. Yeah, those guys bubbled up to the top. Yeah, you yeah. know them. 
I don't yep, know these exactly. other, you know, random whiskey with two star and all this other stuff that's out there. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of it. But this this kind of actually flows into our, our next topic of conversation. This was a question that uh, Vlad, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name here, Bel- Belchinsky. So he asked and he said, I'd like to see a discussion about, you know, it could be it could be barrel that we're talking about right now. It could be store picks. And, and why does really someone's else opinion of one barrel drive the price up over a standard release? You know, when we when we look and see what happened with barrel, uh, say, batch 11, right? San Francisco spirits competition, number one, best in bourbon. And it, I mean, it's gone, right? Like it's it's super, super hard to find. However, I've seen batch six. I've seen batch seven. I've seen batch 12 still out there, right? So, you know, we, we can tell that that's a, that's a Fred Minnick effect. However... What, what do you think is the social impact that it has of when you read one person's review that this special barrel or this bottle is better than, say, a, say a regular um, release or something like that? Or People just like confirmation. They want somebody to like – they want to feel good about their purchases no matter what it is. That's why Amazon reviews work. The Oprah Yeah, have you ever been on this person. Facebook page called Bourboner? <laughs> yeah. It's like you want to, when you're buying this. Is this good? Is this good, Eagle Rare tenure? Is this good, Elijah Craig? I love when Blake makes fun of his own fans here. That's that's great. <laughs> no, no, I mean we've all been there. Like I do it now with rum. I ask, I'm like, is this Mount Gay rum good? So like I, I don't care. You know, it's it's just part of being new to something. But yeah. we can all joke about it. We've all been there. <laughs> No, yeah, I think Ryan's totally right. Right, there's a lot. Of, you want that confirmation bias. You want, especially when you're talking. I'm going to drop a hundred bucks on something I never had before, or or it ties back to FOMO, right? Not only am I going to drop a hundred bucks, but then I'm going to regret not having it. Yeah, all right, I trust this opinion. Let me go out and get a bottle or two. And guess what? Just because of that, it's probably going to taste a lot better to you, even if you didn't like it, right? It's one of those things where yeah, uh, it's the stories we tell ourselves. It's like yeah, exactly. Oh, you hide this whiskey writer said it was good. It's got to be good, you know? Right. Yeah. That's why There's blind a, taste testing is the most fun thing ever because yeah. like I always throw in Heaven Hill six year or Henry McKenna and it always like comes in second or third because it's just a good, great bourbon and mm-hmm. there's no like yeah. confirmation bias out there. Yeah, there's a whole – all the all kinds of studies in wine where people automatically assume that higher price means higher quality and it's just our mindset. You know, <laughs> if you drop $60 on a bottle of bourbon – you don't want to be wrong. If you drop $200, you really don't want to be wrong about it not being that good. So, you know, it's just yeah. natural. Was, but, you know, as Ryan said, you got to taste it blind to really figure out what you like and don't like. Because buying the wrong bottle sucks. Like when I bought my William Heaven Hill 15, it felt like the total eclipse today. Like the letdown <laughs> was like comparable, <laughs> you know. And so I wish I would like sat on that bottle longer and let people like reviewed it to where I, I knew, but I'm too excited when I get new bottles that I'm like, I got to try now. Got to try now. But anyways, I would, I would think that the, the brand that you see the worst out of this is when you look at any form, it's gotta be will it right. When people say like, Oh, this barrel 14 year, whatever barrel number tastes like peanut butter tastes like <laughs> Tastes like waffles, or it's got cherries, or it's like a the you know the dark cherry brown, brown dark brown the, sugar, yeah. like, whatever, right? Like you, there's it's the worst, right? Because you have no um, idea. Kenny doesn't know. like Willits, does he? You well, know, I mean, back left corner. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> thing, right? So 
Max and I were talking before everybody else joined here, and I had a I had a bottle right behind me. It had a red sticker on it, and we actually took it to a blind tasting. And it was about seven or eight different fourteen year Willets. We all line them up side by side, and I'm sitting here drinking through, and I'm like at number four, and I'm like, when are these going to start tasting good? Uh, honestly, it, it, they were all horrible. Um, I don't know what it was. Maybe my palate was off that day, but I just didn't like a single one. And uh, and I wasn't alone too. Some other people thought the same exact thing. So it's just one of those things that even some of those barrels were ones that people go ape shit about on some of the forums. I'm just like, I don't see it, right? However, I think it's if you have that that confirmation bias, and I think Ryan, you said it best, man. Amazon reviews—that's what sells. People people love the people love that affirmation that what they have is good or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So I guess a, another question is, uh, is there a bottle that you all have had that had like stellar reviews and then you, you tried it and you said like, no, nope, not, 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 not happening. Not for me. Absolutely. I'm going to cut back right here and I don't want to offend anybody. So I'm going to say that right now. Go but for it. Go barrel <laughs> bourbon batch 11. <laughs> that didn't take too long. I, 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 180. 180. Right in my head. It jumped right in my head. My buddy, uh, Mike, somebody, I said, uh, he's somebody cut his mic fast. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting kicked out. I'm never bad. You guys will never see me again after I said that. Pull those beats. A buddy off. of mine sent me some blind samples and I got some some Joseph Magnus, some, you know, some Willits, a couple other things. And one of them was the 11. And I rated that the worst out of all of them. And he told me that was barrel batch. And I was like, oh, man. And I still had a little left, a little two-ounce sample bottle. I had, like, an ounce left. I went and tried it again. And I was just like, you know what? Like, it's just, it wasn't for me. It did wasn't for me. Did you taste the I did not taste any marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> what about anybody else on the panel? Yeah, I, I think I've had several of those. Uh, I'm trying to think of back, but 
there was a few Willets like Carrie where or um, like Kenny where um, you know I just didn't like them. But Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, I know we kind of already hit on that, but that was always <laughs> that one for me. Um, so I kind of feel bad going back to it, but you know that one that everybody it sell out fast and you know people usually liked it, but I just never really liked it. Um, those are the big ones that stick out for me. Um, what else? Booker's 25th. I hate, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that was a joke, but no, those (laughs) those are the ones that really stick out for me. And and then, you know, there's always like the private barrel that four roses that everyone says is their favorite of all time. And then you try it and you're like, no, don't think it's there. I think, uh, for me, and I got a lot of flack and I stand by it. Um, was 1792 foolproof. So my review, I did not give it that well regards. And I know a lot of people chimed in saying, oh, like I had this great private pick or this great store pick, et cetera. And yeah, I've had some great ones too, but like the release straight from the distillery, man, that just not do it for me. And uh, me, Nick and Eric debated that one for a long time because they really liked it. And I was like, you know, for me, my palate, and that's the whole thing. And that's why you need to read like different review sites, get to know the reviewers, stuff like that. Like for me, that just doesn't do it. I felt like that about all the 1792s. Like the sweet wheat, the port finish. Yeah, okay. Like they were just like, uh, I don't see where they're all that great. But they were, they they were affordable though. They were 35, 40 bucks. Yeah. Like it's not like you were breaking the game on 1792. I mean, you give them a value on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try it for that. Like that's fine. I had a couple really good foolproof picks. And I like that it's not chill. That's the thing. Everyone, like, everyone raves about the, the oily. private picks. Yeah. Like the private picks are good. It's just this, the standard like distillery release. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame. I don't think mind. I've ever even had the standard because there's a bunch <laughs> of store picks near me. So it's like if there's a standard and a store pick, like I'm going to buy the store pick. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like that about all the new pappies that are not Stitzel Weller. I don't know. I just feel like they're not that great anymore. But – yeah, yeah, I have a 15 me. lot B I opened it. I mean, it's good, but it's, n- yeah, I should have flipped it. <laughs> don't you hate that? You're like, ah, crap. I don't <laughs> it once and you're like, yeah, now I'm going to have this on my shelf for a while. My, last year, my 20, yeah, I opened up a 20 and I was like, man, gosh, I wish I <laughs> first sit. I was like, that was a mistake. Take the Could have been a mortgage payment. Instead, I had <laughs> to open it. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's what FOMO will do to you. You're like, this might be the best True. ever. We lost our, our main host. I was going to so say, did we lose Kenny here? Like, yeah, right. I guess you're, uh, you're all right. heavy. Here you yeah. Step up. So, guys, uh, Kenny here. Next question of the <laughs> night is going to be um, private picks. You know, private everybody picks. goes crazy for them, and not all private picks are the same. Have you ever had a private pick that somebody loved and uh, that you didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> Man, or I think it really was about private picks. I think it, yeah. I think you're totally right. Really like on the agenda, that's what it was. <laughs> I love private pick. I mean, I've had a few I didn't like, but I don't they're know. They're Which like. it is, it is kind of funny. You know, to go off what Max said, if if I see on a store shelf there's a private pick and then there's the regular, you, you know, Four Roses in isn't a good example because it's you know the single barrel is just a hundred proof or the private pick is barrel proof. But yeah, you know, if it's a full proof. And hey, yep. one's got a store logo on it, and one doesn't. 
I'm going after the one with the small golden sticker on it that says the store name every single time. Same All with Igor, Igor, Tenier, Blanton's. Yeah. Um, it, and it's and that's funny. especially true if you've yeah because okay. like Blanton's is single barrel, so it, it yeah, really right. matter, but <laughs> yeah. But if you find a good, if you find a store and you like the person who's doing their store picks, if you like one or two and you really like align mm-hmm. with that person's palette, man, you just found like. The, the jackpot right because you know basically they're yeah. going to pick some great barrels and you align with their palate so you're going to start hoarding that stuff so it's like <laughs> this is this is the next best thing towards me picking my own barrel right oh yeah right. yeah no yeah, i'm lucky enough to do store picks with a buddy of mine's own the liquor store and it's i mean it's one of the coolest things i'm it's so i awesome. get to do and yeah it, some of those picks are like my favorites all time i mean of course i'm picking them out but they're uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is is that Kenny back in here now? Do we lo- I think so. Can you all hear me? Welcome. Yeah, we were just hosting yeah. the show. We're going to lead ourselves for a little while. It's crazy. <laughs> Gee, uh, our power went out. Like we like I lost all the internet. I had to go get my MiFi thing and turn it on. Like our house is still like out of uh, out of internet right now. So I don't know what Stupid the hell is Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Damn eclipse! <laughs> out the, it's out to ruin this. It's like flooding <laughs> Kenny's basement, Carrie's basement, and Kenny's powers off. So there was a, there was one question that came out about uh, from Quinn English, and he said, "I'd like to hear more about distribution and our thoughts of alternatives to the three tier system." That's a that's a tricky one because I don't know. That's a loaded maybe. question. It's yeah. it's a loaded question because of course we're all going to have opinions. However, uh, you know it's gosh, what you know you can you can shit in one hand, you can dream in another, and see which one gets filled up first, right? That's like solving Obamacare or something. <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's just something that's yeah we we can try so yeah i don't want to be responsible for the replacement (laughs) well we're not gonna let you try to solve obamacare tonight max but go ahead if you have any ideas on on how do you fix a a three-tiered system and by the way for anybody that is new to the show or does not know a three-tiered system is what we currently all live in where a a distiller a producer makes a product you have a distributor who buys it and then you have the distributor that then sells it to the liquor stores and the liquor stores then sell it to you. And there's a lot of hands that there, should I say a lot of, a lot of trading that, that goes on through there, uh, a lot of handshakes. And once it usually hits a retailer, they own it. Uh, they can charge whatever they want for it. That's just how it works. So, uh, Max, any ideas on how you solve this? <laughs> once again, man, this is a complicated problem. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm not, uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> like, I feel like Fair we enough. might all pitch in. So, uh, any idea you have is going to have its own caveats. Any solution yeah. is going to have its own problems. Say you take out the, dis- it's, there's just too many moving parts. Like no matter what, especially with bourbon, especially nowadays, since there's so many people that are looking for it and we're such at this influx right now, no matter what, you're going to have a large portion of people that are unhappy. Yeah, it's just it's just supply and demand. The demand is just too high. There's, I don't think there's realistically much that can be done. I mean, I say this kind of sarcastically, but a little bit of truth, right? If they would fix the shipping laws, you could ship bourbon, give it all to Amazon. They're ready. Then worlds or Amazon and Walmart. Let them be the two nationwide distributors and just let them distribute it straight to the mail to you. Done. Right there, you go. None of this like haggling with store managers. None of that stuff. No markup. Just let the two big boys duke it out and hell, prices start coming down. 
then you're yeah. going to have everybody with those little bots yeah, that, that go in and just automatically buy yeah. things as I'm, soon as I'm not saying it's drop. perfect. You'd have, you know, you'd have the exactly. phones of the world. Freaking. Necessarily a, uh, you know, get rid of three-tier system. I think you just have to loosen it up in some places. Like, you know, I went through this with uh, a private pick I did where we wanted to run it through a store. Everyone was okay with it. You know, the, the brand was okay with it. And, but it still had to go get, you know, bump and go on the distributors loading dock so we could give them their 33% and they could take their margin where, you know, if they loosened up a little bit, let the distillery sell more out of their distillery, let them bypass distribution a little bit here and there and ship where they want to ship. Um, I think you just have distributors fighting really hard for their cut and they do work hard and they, they promote brands, but in some cases they're just, you know, basically lobbying to have their piece of the pie and they're not doing a whole lot. Um, so, so if you could loosen it up where they're not really needed, but they're making themselves needed so they, they can get their cut. I think that would help, but I just think you're never going to get rid of the three tier system, which is okay because you know, most distillers don't want to run logistics for 50 states and uh, working with nice. thousands of retailers and that kind of stuff either. But, you know, whenever they want to do something special, it's kind of like with some of these smaller distilleries, some of them are sending it to the distributor who then gives it back to them, who then the distillery can sell it to a customer. Like, that's just, yeah, I was, you have to I was get blown away by that. Things. Yeah. I was having a conversation with Drew, like, we were drinking like a, 25 year will it and they're building the bar where they can sell it and i'm like man you're gonna make a killing off this and he's like well not really because we gotta yeah. sell it back to our distributor <laughs> then bring yeah. it back and then and, and you know, that that's part the is especially silly like the gift yeah. shops the distilleries themselves like that's what always gets me it's like it's 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 they made it like again they gotta mm-hmm. I, I like what blake said like don't necessarily dramatically change it but just loosen up you know lean back like relax like not everybody has to have their hands involved yeah it just blows me away they get paid to do nothing where it literally doesn't leave the distillery and they get their 30 percent. you know for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah for anybody that doesn't know that that, you know ryan brings up a really good point there that it, it is just a so if you ever go to any of these distilleries that sell their own bottles just know that there is a transfer of paper that happens where the distributor actually gets a cut of no matter what they sell at the gift shop. So it's it's a it's a crazy crazy thing. And uh, Jeremy Kendrick actually brought up something in the chat here, and he goes uh, from a bar business side, the three tier system sucks. Said most don't actually represent their brands that well, and they don't return the value to their end or either to their end service. So if their brand if the brands knew how poorly they are represented by their distributors, there'd probably be much more uproar in this space. Which I think that's a that's a probably a fair assessment, right? But I think uh, from the distributor side, they have a lot of brands that they have to sit there and advocate for, or talk about, or anything like that. Um, I mean, I don't think any of you all have anything from the uh, the side of the retail. But I mean, if, if if the laws were to change, like how do you think that would change in regards of what you're going to see at restaurants or anything like that? If I was a liquor rep, I would just love to have Fireball as my. <laughs> They just—I would be pushing that because they sell so much of it, bars and whatnot. I don't know. That's just a side note. Anyways, continue. Yeah, I mean, if we th- I think if you got rid of some of it, they'd be be able to bring in a lot of other products and stuff. You know, with the craft cocktail culture, it's gone crazy. They want to try 
you know, I'm sure mixologists would be the first one to try like a eclipse aged bitters or something because it just <laughs> sounds cool to throw in a cocktail. Um, so I think it opened a lot of that up, but I think they're facing the same issues as a lot of retailers when dealing with distributors. Uh, so I, this was a loaded question, as Ryan said. So yeah, there's there's definitely not going to be a right answer because it's honestly it, there's nothing we can do. I, I honestly don't think there there could be. You know, it was uh, I'm a big fan of. There's a show on True TV called uh, Out of Ruins Everything, and he, he yeah. kind of talked about Love how uh, it's, a, it's a great show. Uh, if anybody has never watched it before, just just start from season one. You'll you'll what is you know, Adam blur ruins mind, everything. Adam ruins everything. It's yeah. great. So there's an episode how. It's, it was an episode he talked about hospitals and how at, you know, when hospitals really actually were around, if you wanted a Band-Aid, oh, they just charge you like, you know, an extra like, you know, 10% would actually cost on top of a Band-Aid. And then when, uh, you know, healthcare companies stepped in is when all the, you know, everything kind of blew up in regards of how much everything started costing. So it kind of made me think about this question and say like it, you know, really distributors are, are kind of the, the big problem here, right? If, if if there was a better system, right? I mean, I, I think, I think, you know, Jordan said it best, right? You've got Walmart and Amazon that are able to use UPS and FedEx and USPS. And they, they know their logistics so well that they, they have figured out they could deliver to anybody at any time and get it there in less than, uh, less than 12 hours. Right. I mean, you can, you have next day, whatever shipping, right? So it's, um, eclipse strikes again. Yeah. Oh man, and my yes. power just went I out now. That. Yeah, the eclipse takes another one down. <laughs> hey, bad things happen in threes. Everybody says it. Oh man, we shut this thing down before somebody gets struck by lightning. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. All right. No, well, okay. True, like with the, what you're saying, like we lose a lot of efficiencies, and even more true in the medical field, never pay. If you're out of, if you're self-pay or out of network, never pay what they send you in the first bill. That's a side note for the bourbon round table. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> My daughter just got some tubes and the bill was really high. Oh yeah. No, no call. call. That's, that's based on the professional fee schedule. You, you're not going to pay that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll wrap it up with one more kind of like last funny question. Cause I don't think we're ever going to change a three tier system. There's nothing we can do about it unless, uh, unless some, some other people that are way bigger than this round table can actually step up and make a change. So Trump will solve it. Uh, yeah. Right. So John <laughs> asks, she says, discuss the, uh, Oh, never mind. What was I looking at here? Uh, oh, sorry. Adam asks this. Adam Kessley says, uh, what's the drink that you, uh, you go to when you're not drinking bourbon, you know, it could have a connection to bourbon, maybe not, uh, bourbon barrel aged rum, tequila. If you're not drinking bourbon, uh, what do you drink? And I think we saw this week already that Blake has started to make his shift. So <laughs> he's on the rum train. I'm going to have rum R pretty soon. Yeah. Rummer's coming. <laughs> it's rummer. It's good. <laughs> There's a whole other set of jokes we can pick up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> upon. I, I can't read anything new because if it sounds interesting and fun, I'm like, Oh, well, I've got to come home with four new bottles every single night. But no, I have been getting into rum, which it is really interesting because, you know, we kind of complain about bourbon regulations and, you know, with NDPs rum, it's like, it's way worse. Cause they're adding, you know, yes, the wild, wild west. Of they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Vanilla, like all this stuff. So, you know, to, to find true aged and made rum is, is, a lot more difficult because 
bourbon, basically we know what bourbon is. Rome, when you buy it, you don't know what it is unless you do some research first. Yeah, their age statements are super weird too. Yeah, even know. age statements, it, it, it can be the oldest, um, you know, the maximum number that's in the in the blend and not the minimum, like, like for bourbon. Um, you know, a lot of rums, they test and the sugar content's high enough to be a liqueur, but it just is labeled as rum. You know, they don't have like a straight rum or a bottled and bond rum. <laughs> it's just, so... Yeah, but still makes it fun to jump into a new subject. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm like you. I sure. like the flashy new thing. I'm like, what? What's new? What's hot? It's probably my ADD. But yeah, it's like I get bored with something, then I'm on to the next thing. But I I drink rum as well. Fred kind of got us on that when we did a podcast interview. He brought out some good ones, and it's kind of opened a Pandora's box. But um, I also drink beers. Nothing like that exciting. Like Miller Lights when I'm golfing pound a bunch of those (laughs) (laughs) high class stuff yeah i mean and i do like some red zinfandel wine um with like a big fat ribeye or something um other than that say blake you're a pretty big like bordeaux guy or something like that too aren't you yeah i've heard some wine talk what about you jordan if you're not drinking bourbon what are you drinking yeah i do uh i actually drink a lot of mezcal so I, it's not, it's, I'm not gonna lie. It's like 95% of the time I'm drinking bourbon, but then if not, I do like mezcal. So I'm not like a hardcore drinker of it, but yeah, I, I have a few bottles that I like to explain to me. Grab and I'll try and mezcal and tequila. Cause I have no idea. Cause I hate tequila. <laughs> I'm not really great at it, but it's just the whole like distillation method behind it. Right. You get some really good small batch mezcals um, from just the different regions of Mexico. And to me, like, a in it. like tequila doesn't do much for me but mezcal is like i can super flavorful super smoky super flavorful so it's it's fun to drink isn't there like some other things with you know tequila has to be pure yeah and i think and i'm like i'm not an expert on mezcal right but i think it's it's how it's like you know buried in the ground and smoked out and all this stuff Um, that'll be fred's new book i think i don't know yeah Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll kind of wrap this up for me. I'm a big, uh, you know, I've got a lot of bourbon, as you can see behind me. But the other thing you, you don't see, which is in the, uh, I've got, I've got probably, I'm, it's, it's kind of small compared to a lot of people, but I probably got about 30 or 40 different like barrel aged beers I got kind of going on. So barrel aged beers, you know, uh, barrel dark stuff. Oh gosh. If it's 13%, 14% and it looks like you could stick a fork in it and it would just stay like, <laughs> like that's like, that's what I like to drink. Like super like heavy. Motor oil. Yeah. See, I love beer. I, I'm the total opposite though. I'm going for those real hoppy IPAs, you know, real light in color, real thin, real juicy and floral. I can't get behind the dark stuff. I want to just cause it's bourbon barrel aged. I feel like I should, I feel like that's what I should be drinking, but it's just, it just hasn't clicked yet. Every time I drink those stouts, I feel like I just went through Golden Corral buffet and like I'm just bloated <laughs> and miserable. Yeah, it just fill you up. Like you can only you can't drink those. You can have like no, you can't you share those. I mean, I will say I have to give it to those people that are big beer collectors and and they do that because I, for people that have been doing any kind of the liquor buying for a while. You'll know that, yeah, sure, it gets expensive. However, beer is like super expensive when you start getting into it. And you, you're paying like anywhere from like 18 to $32 for a beer. And the thing is, like, once you open it, you got to drink it. Like, there's no like <laughs> yeah. sitting around. Yeah, you got one like, sitting. 
That's the problem. It, you know, you better have like four friends there or else you're just going to be yeah. smashed after war. Yeah. It's the same way with wine. Like that's why I hate expensive wines because you get four glasses out of it and you got to drink it like that night or yeah. it sucks. <laughs> Whereas bourbon, oh, yeah. I, I, it can sit on the shelf for however long. Yeah, you get the you get the lifespan out of bourbon, which is which is really what I enjoy with mm-hmm. with that. And then, uh, you know, you know, Blake Blake brought it up. I actually bought a bottle of rum uh, this past weekend because I just I don't know I got a bug. I had an itch. I actually bought a bottle of a uh, the Dorley's Twelve. You wanted confirmation uh, bias. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know what? I didn't like it. Really, I like the Dorley's. I did. I didn't I like it. You can come over eight and, year. You can. You can. Oh, I I got the twelve year one. But uh, was it it's uh, well for me. You know, it's funny. You know, I have uh, I've had I've had some good rums. You know, when we 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 did a, a recording with Fred Minnick, which will be coming out here uh, within the next I think few weeks, and he gave us some really good rums. However, around here, rum shopping, you look at it, everything. I mean, I would say ninety eight percent of it is all eighty proof. That's it. And so it just, there's just nothing there for me. Like I, I, I had this Dorley's and I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, there's not enough like flavor that, for uh, me there. It's a little flat. Though, so right? I brought over. Yeah. Yeah. That was good too. Yeah. But I was like, uh, I've always already had that. So I'll try something different. So I bought the Dorley's and I just wasn't a fan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your palate sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of training. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that, let's go ahead and we'll end it for the night. Uh, I want to say, fellas, thank you for coming on again. I will give you one more chance to plug uh, who you are, where you tweet from, where you uh, blog from, and, uh, and how people can pay you if you accept forms of cash payment. Blake at bourboner.com. Always fun to be on the bourbon roundtable. One of the one of my favorite things to do. Uh, you can find me at bourboner.com or on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, B-O-U-R-B-O-N-R. Cool. This is uh, Jordan from breakingbourbon.com, one of the three guys who runs the site. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at Breaking Bourbon. Sign up for our newsletter. Check our uh, near daily release calendar updates and uh, all the latest reviews. Now, they say one of three guys. We're still not sure the third one exists. <laughs> but like to keep Eric a mystery man. You know, he's all around. We're, we're going to go ahead yeah. and say three for now, but, you know, just that third guy, he, he's, he may be a figment. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, you, you guys are the you guys are the funniest guys. I'm sure it's like a, a form of tax evasion when yeah. you're trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. We could have problems ways. It's a whole lot easier than fifty fifty. <laughs> uh, Max, go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, my name's Max. Um, I'm the new to the Bourbon Roundtable, been a long time listener. You know, I'm very happy to be here. Um, I run Superfly Bourbon Club with my uh, one of my real good buddies out in California. I'm in Florida. So we try to give, you know, both perspectives of it. Uh, you can find us at superflybourbonclub.com. It's a recently launched website, so bear with us a little bit. Uh, Instagram is Superfly Bourbon Club. Uh, Facebook is also uh, relatively new. Uh, we started on Instagram, but Facebook is also Superfly Bourbon Club. Um, also, uh, the Tampa Bay Whiskey Society. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, make sure you check out Gasper's Liquor Shop. We've got some really, really good store picks through them. This Russell's Reserve I'm having right now is amazing. Um, all in all, you know, we're just uh, some regular guys drinking bourbon, telling you what we think about it. So check us out. Awesome. 
I gotta say, I really, I really like the name too. It's a, it's an old nickname. I was that kid in freshman year high school. They were like, is your name Matthew? And you want to be called Matt? Just let us know. And I was like, oh, my name's Max. I want you to call me Superfly. <laughs> and that teacher actually really called me Superfly for like 10 years. Like after high school, she added me on Facebook. She's like, oh my gosh, you the... And I just embraced it, you know? That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. It's a, plus, I mean, it just sounds cool. Don't lie. It's yeah. cool. It's no, cool. it sounds good. <laughs> Those headphones. Well, once again, cheers. Wild. Very happy to be here with you guys. It was an awesome evening. Thank you for stepping in. Glad I appreciate you. it. Yeah, and we'll uh, start a Patreon for Carrie at uh, Suburbia to <laughs> yeah, for his plumbing issues, basement flooding. Yeah, if anybody does any flooding damage or yeah, Surf Pro franchise, go ahead and give Carrie a call. Yeah, he'd appreciate it. Yeah, he'll probably <laughs> yeah. trade you some bourbon for some uh, services. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have, a, if you have a big shop back that can suck a lot of water out. But yeah, so I want to say thank you again, guys. Uh, you know for for coming on here thank you everybody that joined the chat tonight uh you know i kind of was i was kind of really flustered so i didn't get a really chance to, to bring on a whole lot of questions that people were having in the chat so i did my best next time i promise i'll be able to bring a few more people from the chat into here uh also as you've seen that that max actually came on tonight so who knows if, if somebody else has to bail out on us next time then we're gonna we're gonna call another relief so if if i put the uh, the bat signal out in the uh <laughs> the bird pursuit signal in the air. Make sure you make sure you're the first one to be able to respond back. Yeah, you better beat me but, uh, to it, you listeners yeah. out there, because I'm yeah. quick. I'm quick. <laughs> you like, get under said, four minutes. It's like yeah, Kenny did not say minutes. this was a one-time thing. So you guys got to beat me. <laughs> you got to subscribe to Bird Pursuit. Don't just follow them. Click subscribe so it goes to the top of your feed. Oh man, now he's really selling it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, he's just like, telling you the secrets of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let him keep plugging. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, I man, got me here, so that's, you know, whatever. It's, that's, that's the best free press we could ask for right there. Yeah. No, so, uh, truly, I so want to give the, a shout out to all the listeners for all the great feedback they gave us on the, you know, the giveaway, all the comments, suggestions. They were some great, you know, that was a great barrel we picked. I can't tell you how it tastes because I don't remember, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> but we got a lot of great ideas from that, and I'm excited. Hopefully, we can execute some of those for you guys. Yeah, there were some definitely some tough ones on there that I don't know how we're going to get to. That's what we had multiple people that said, "Can you think you can get Fred No and Jimmy Russell or Eddie Russell like on the same podcast?" <laughs> and I was like. No, like that's a scheduling nightmare. That would never happen. So. Yeah, next <laughs> eclipse. Next eclipse. Yeah. Eight <laughs> years or seven years. Don't make but me with, do math. Yeah, but with that, I want to say thank you again, fellas. Uh, make sure you subscribe to everything Bourbon Pursuit on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we still have that contest going on for Russell's. Get those comments in there and get yourself entered for it. Uh, so with that, you can also support the show by helping us on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. Uh, we got a lot of cool giveaways on there as well as the guys from Breaking Bourbon. So make sure you go support them too. And, uh, you know, once once Blake realizes how much money we're raking off this, he's going to start holding <laughs> <a> Patreon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that much money. There's no money to be made in bourbon. We all know that so far. No. Just uh, stuff in envelopes. So <laughs> yeah, just a lot of envelopes. All right. With that, uh, we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.